put it out there if you missed it. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Spinner Rack. It's Mars, PD, and Cal. Say what's up, guys. What up? Today Ready we're to talking about that move, that new series coming up, Destiny of X. Oh, my goodness. Marvel's going to be dropping completely new stories coming up. How does this impact the crack, the cat, what, the, the Krakoa crew? Let's take a, take a look at it. Select the drop, the vid. Oh, you know how to hurt a guy. The Krakoa crew. Nathaniel Essex and Irene Adler, Paris. Oh, Lord. Let's see this. Remember those guys? Oh, Lord. X-Force. I mean, Force. X-Force. That's a, a studio joke they used to do. You've got to be kidding me. Look at the universe onto itself. They need to get their own company. X-Men Red. X-Men Blue. X-Men Black. X-Men Gold. Wow, All right, I'm going to let somebody else. If somebody else can go before me. My feelings on the X-Men has been long established, and this oh. video right here doesn't make it too much better. So of course they're relaunching some of the titles and they're going to have quite a few titles, but basically it's Destiny um, returns to the, comes to the X-Men and um, how does she impact it and what happens. And this is revealing, you know, right now, you know, there have been power struggles between the, the, the Krakoa's quiet council, the people who actually run the mutants right now and uh, how that- You're reading this stuff? You know, so I just read some of it here and there. It's not a big- Okay. So, and also I'm reading the, 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 the teaser. But I'm saying we have to, the question is, how does this impact the world? Like you just said, this is a humongous offering. We have like a million titles here as it is. So X-Men fans probably will, will like it, especially after the, um, the the House of X titles that they said, the Power of X, you know. Power of 10, House of X, Power of 10. Why not Power of X? Who said Power it's of 10? Power of 10. I thought it was the Power of 3. It's, he added in all this um, pharmaceutical stuff um, with the Jonathan Hickman. Okay. In clearing up the X-Men, as he described, he, to clear up the X-Men, he looked at it, it was so convoluted, so he supposedly clarified it with his Krakoa Island. This, cl this clears it all up? This? No, this is after him. <laughs> after him, who knows what this is, but supposedly that was his plan, but he... Uh, there's a lot of, um, I mean, this is similar to what Hickman did if it's the same as the trailer, because obviously in Hickman's run, um, who is it? Warren um, McTaggart is a long-lived character that's her mutant power. 
And then in this, we have Sinister and um, like um, Destiny's power isn't to live forever. She's you know, tells the future. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Her in like the kind of the past is kind of not really she, her thing. What is she? She she's a uh, she's precognitive, not clairvoyant, right? Right. Yep. She can see multiple futures, and she and what she goes by is picking the one that's most likely. She's pretty much all right on the money, and which is going to be. But wasn't that what Moira did in in the um, House of X? Moira, many lies, many lies. She had so she many, did lies. many lies and saw the which one would be the best one for for mutant kind. I thought the whole thing was. No, I thought she went and realized. What did she go? She went and she said, "You know what? No matter what we do, everything turns out poorly." So right, exactly. It doesn't matter. You know, humanity's going to hate us. We're all going to end up like in these uh, concentration camps and we're going to get killed by sentinels regardless of what we do, which I thought was self-defeating. I was like, okay, so why should, so what's the, what's the purpose of this series? But anyway, that was them trying to streamline some stuff and I guess return the X-Men back to some, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. My, I'm still pretty much, I had an X-Men story that I wrote years ago and I put that on ice for when I finally get put on with comics. It's going to hit like nobody's business but I'm only using the Fab Five. That being said, well, I'll ask. They they unveil all these titles. Do you have any interest in reading any of them? Um, for me, the only thing that I don't think I think they got cut short. They got the raw deal with the New Mutants. I know that everyone feels that um, with the help of Rob Liefeld, that the thing was on the on the on the, on its way out. But it actually wasn't. It you know it was in between the period where there was no crossover, but another crossover was going to come over and it'd be back in the top ten. So it's like these type, these characters, and I think in the, one of those annuals, Rob Liefeld did all of the classic characters, you know. And I was just like, yeah, we'll just bring these guys back. And I think ultimately seeing um, obviously Ileana, um, they'll get back to the. I mean, it's hard to say with New Mutants classic characters, but it's old enough to say that. But they were just sort of okay characters. And I think when you look at um, stuff that um, Bob McCloud did with Claremont, obviously Bill Sienkiewicz, uh, Arthur Adams, they're just some characters that kind of got cut short. Same like the original X-Men. Not to say they're not, I don't think they're better than them, but they were just sort of fun characters. So that's the only thing that I think the title I keep thinking about trying to collect as far as X-Men. But you know, I just want. I hope it doesn't get to like the Krakoa stuff gets into that murky area that Chris Claremont got to. That kind of fudges it all together with the mutant kind type of thing. When mutant kind, you need humans that are on the fence. You can have evil humans, but you need some humans that are like, like not really like Maura McTaggart because she was when she was just human. She was a, you know, she liked the ones, but you need. The early Senator Kelly, who was kind of on the fence, he saw Wolverine gut, um, what's it, Harry Leland. So he's like, yeah, these mutants are a menace. He, I just see him cut this guy in the Hellfire Club. I need to go to the Senate. Let's go to the Senate, take care of these mutants. And the same with Judge Chalmers, who was against him. And he's like, I'm not sure you should be doing what you're doing to the X-Men. And Fred Duncan, who was Xavier's connection to it in the feds type of deals. You need some regular humans that are on the fence, that are that kind of a learning. Hey, this is awkward, but I don't have any problem with mutants. That makes the the concept go. But looking at the covers, is very much action. Like all of the 
subtle storytelling that was in there is kind of gone. So the only thing that I'm hoping that could be a title that I could look at is The New Mutants. Lars? I can't say much more about that, bro. I mean, you want to, I'm saying you want to read Wolverine at least by probably Adam Kubert? Not sure, man. Look, I get the 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 the, the problem I've had with the X Men is that there's so many titles, you know, and some I think are duplicative. If you ask me, but you know, I don't want to start a whole battle. And and you know what, people out there, you start tell the us. battle, you start know, the battle, me. set it off. I think it's just Marvel's grab for cash. They just had um, the House of X, Power of X. Then they have the uh, House of X, Power of Ten. I have issue with X Men, and I can remember what it is. Stop changing it into it was House of M, right? So he's doing House of X. The future story is Power of Ten, right? Okay. Dawn of X, X of Swords. Now you got they have the whole Death of Wolverine. It's like the, everything is connected. They want you to buy all these titles, and then next they're gonna do now this whole Destiny of X. I'm like, come on, man! I just it's just overwhelming to me at this stage. I tell you the truth, I can only dabble in, in, in the X-Men. I cannot really go full on uh, the story. Um, the Quiet Council makes uh, is, is so divided into different portions that I, I can barely get a handle on who's what. You know, we have Magneto on one end, the white Magneto. We have Apocalypse. We had um, Professor X. I think actually my, Apocalypse is out now. I think that's where Destiny comes in. You know, we have another, another part of the council. We have the White Queen, the Black King. I think... Um, I'm not disagreeing that the it's just the level of understanding is just so complicated now. I think you need like a frigging um concordance or encyclopedia to figure out what's what and who's what in the histories and how yeah a biblical concordance. Yeah, it's it's just too much. I think that Hickman, who had a chance to do whatever he wanted, making the X-Men into this Krakoa thing, which is a Jason Aaron, like Jason Aaron kind of used Krakoa as some sort of wacky thing and then now it's some sort of somehow stuck and the more they use Krakoa the more chances that this is going to show up in the film where it was just like this is a cool a big villain for the new X-Men to fight in their first appearance that's all it was hey what, big surprise villain. but yeah big surprise that this this is actually um for some reason this island can feed off a of mutant energy when it's an island but <laughs> but it's just like a big thing to have them these guys fight really dynamic sort of thing old school sort of you know it's coming marvel's still coming out of the monster period type of deal so it's like hey you know we're gonna get the excellent this big sort of monster thing that they fight and then it went back to i think i think more of the original x-men the, the new x-men went into trying to be like the neil adams run kind of them sort of just traveling and just running into stories as they go along, just real action packed. This is kind of saying, hey, humans have been so bad to us, we got to separate. So I don't know what this is. This is kind of coming out of it, and they got a ton of talent, as we can see here, on this thing. So um, I never understood the idea of doing a Marauders title because they were the ones who did the, you know, the, the Mutant the Massacre. Mutant Massacre. So, they did the like, Mutant Massacre. How do these guys get their own book? And it's like, oh, what's that? Misunderstood. Misunderstood. No, it's like, what's that thing? Do you ever see this Misunderstood my left foot. There's no misunderstanding. Those guys pinned Angel. They pinned Warren Warren to a wall and made certain that he lost his wings. It nearly drove him insane. 
how are these guys? You know what? It was, a good, it was a good app. It was a good issue, though. My turn. My turn hasn't come yet. My turn hasn't come yet. Go on. I'm sorry. My, my fault. Go right. I was. Ahead. I would say with the with the Marauders, they try to turn it into empowerment, but it's like like try to turn it into like, oh, we can use the word. You can't use the word type of deal. But if you remember, there was a thing, this movie called Statistically Speaking, where these women they were they made a group called Heifers. And said, why are we calling each other heifers? And the other one was like, empowerment. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You can't use this Marauders thing. But, you know, it's real wacky. Like, I mean, that's why I said Wolverine. I mean, if Adam Kubertson drawing it, I probably would check out. I know he's not a monthly guy. and he, Well, he never was a monthly guy. But it's always going to be a good, you know, looking issue. So, but yeah, I think um, Jonathan Hickman took it on a route that it really didn't need to go, where he could have just either looked at Neil Adams run, looked at some of the Chris Claremont stuff and kind of sort of figured out what a mutant story was. And he didn't, he decided to say, hey, I'm going to do my own thing. People that want to separate from society. So like the counterculture type, no, not even counterculture, because now counterculture is the other culture. But, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to not pull out the full clip on it, on the X-Men. I mean, it's not something I could get into, but I still have a little piece for the new mutants, so. That's me. What do you guys say, Cal? I don't really have an interest in any of this stuff. Maybe, maybe, depending on his guest stars, I might check out Wolverine. But, you know, for me, the X-Men, the, the X-Men that I always enjoyed, and that's saying a lot because I've never really been into these characters, but the X-Men that I was always willing, the group that I was always, actually, the core group that I was always willing to give a fair go were the Fab Five, the original five X-Men. The closer we get to that, the more open I am to the stories. But then I just look at the exponential amount of titles that have come out of this one book. And the idea again, and I've said it before, these are supposed, this is supposed to be a minority group and these guys have more books. <laughs> these guys just have, there's so many books, there's so many characters, there's so much stuff going on. There's always somebody new. It's to the point that they come in, they're a mutant. They don't even have creative powers anymore. They just give them some powers. What can you do? Oh, I can talk to this. Well, well, well this guy, Doug Ramsey, Warlock, he can do the same thing. Oh, we haven't seen him in years. So we need somebody who can actually do to it. Well, no, why don't you just get Doug Ramsey back instead of creating a new person? Now, forget that. Okay. More mutants, more mutants, more mutants, more mutants, more money. You know, and, you, know I, I, you, you got the X-Men. You got the X-Men proper. And those guys will have three books between X-Men, X-Men Gold, X-Men Blue, X-Men Black. And then they have the nerve to say the new mutants. I was like, you got these guys running around in four different books on their own. It's, it's, for me, it's just wild. I think the concept of it works if you can keep a small group of them. That's why when uh, they had, oh, who's this again? House of M7, she said no more mutants. And it really truncated the number of them. I said, yeah, let's go with that. Because at the very least, you still have ostensibly this minority group in a world of other superpowered beings and that are not liked, for, you know, that are not liked, and you can go with that. But with this, it's just there's too many of them. And then the storyline start. Days of Future Past is a classic X-Men storyline. It's one of the best storylines that they have. And at the same point, they have wedded themselves to that where it's this thing of this future this, ap this apocalyptic future that's doomsday for them. It's also doomsday for the rest of the planet, it seems, but it's doomsday, you know, it's doomsday for them and they're wedded to it. There is no future 
There is no future where, hey, if we do this and we work towards it, we can actually achieve Xavier's dream. That's trash. We're not dealing with that anymore. And I thought that was more interesting. That was more interesting in seeing them try to work that fruition or get, have the fruition of that particular dream, where again, they're this group protecting a world that hates and fears them. Okay, but if the end result is gonna be, regardless of what you do, this world is always gonna hate and fear you, what's the sense in doing this? Especially if the world's just gonna turn the pot anyway. Remember, in both of those, in those storylines where we see the apocalyptic future for the X-Men, it's the apocalyptic future for the world. So anybody seeing this would think, well, the best thing we can do is to take you guys out. There's no apocalyptic future with the Avengers or the Fantastic Four or even the Hulk. But with you guys, every single reality ends up with, you know, with destruction, okay, and the end of the world. We need to take you guys out at the end of the day. So, you know, I look at, I mean, look, I get it. X-Men, you know, the popular book, the self-fulfilling prophecy in terms of their sales. They're popular, so people are gonna, they're gonna make more books, more books, people are gonna read more of their books. I get all of that. But story-wise, none of this stuff looks like something that it would draw me in. And to be honest, there's a part of me that would love to get in. I mean, I've been reading Marvel comics as long, I've been reading Marvel comics for, for years. And I would love something that would bring me back in where I could enjoy uh, something from Marvel right now, because most of the stuff I'm just not there for. And this just looks like overkill, you know, from start to finish, it just looks like overkill. I guess the only one I could honestly say that I might have a little bit of interest in is the Wolverine book, because at the very least, there might be some guest stars and I might get to see him play off some other people. But aside of that, this room, uh, I thought the last time that X-Men was actually readily accessible for people was when uh, they did that, I don't know, not quite of a reboot, but they restarted the series over with one for Jim, you know, for Jim Lee so they could sell 8 million copies. But at the very least, I thought that that was some place that was a really good jumping on place for people and the characters were still containable. So you could, you know, you could get into them. Now, I don't know. How do you get into all of this? If you like X-Men, are you going to buy all of those titles to keep up with what's going on? Or are you going to buy half of them? Or are you going to even buy them one shot so you can find out which ones you even like? It's a lot of stuff. It'd be pretty daunting. I mean, I kind of, I, I, I'm, I'm with you in a lot of that stuff, you know, and and I mean, except the, the going back to the original five and that it's the genie's out the box, out the bottle. I mean, there's just too many characters and people have their favorite. Kitty Pride wasn't part of the original. Wolverine wasn't part of the original. And um, you, you have so many people out there now. Um, the, the very fact that the White Queen is now considered one of the, the top characters. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's to me, it's the uh, Marauders. <laughs> <laughs> the Marauders have their own I, I, get the whole thing. I mean, I think here, and this is constant with with the like I, I, we've talked about it before. We have uh, Marvel has different silos. They have the X Men silo universe. You have the Spider Verse silo universe. You have the um, that's not it, Petey. That's not it, Petey. You gotta take that out. Let's be quiet. You know, you gotta take the you have the uh, Avengers silo, which you, I guess you kind of kind of through include Thor in that. You have Iron Man and stuff like that. And these, they, they, they do these cross-function books because they want to sell more of those other things and show those different titles, but it kind of takes away. I mean, that's why I see a lot, to tell you the truth, I see a lot of people just buying trade because they just want a story, a self-contained story. They don't want to have all these well, side things. There's the devil's X-Men, the I mean, you get one or two things, you got the team book and you can spin off the other characters and then you have the other characters that can support their own titles. And then everybody's, all right, let's put them together in one book because then we can, you know, we get a book that sells because these guys can carry their own titles, which means, you know, we, we can get guys coming in there for it. 
But the amount of stuff that you see with the X-Men, you don't, it, it just doesn't happen with the other, it doesn't happen with the other characters. It doesn't happen with the Avengers. Where, I mean, the oh, good grief. Well, how many titles were there, like eight? But you see, I think the difference is, is that the Avengers, they have the Avengers group and then everybody has individual titles. Whereas the X-Men, right. you have yeah, the, the same thing. They, every have, one of the titles came before the X, uh, for, before yeah, the but Avengers. What I, but what I'm, I get that. You weren't under the Avenger umbrella. Let's say the spot, but I'm just saying the point I'm trying to get to is that but the, the, the X-Men, you just have groups and groups and groups and groups, more groups. And it's like, there's so many characters in the groups and probably you may have, before they used to have just a couple of X-Men titles and then they'll have like spinoffs or short books that Wolverine, the Bishop, the Gambit. Now they don't do that. It's just groups upon groups upon groups. And you're like, okay, you know, how many more groups are you going to have? It's just- And what's the, for me again, what is, what's the, I mean, the X-Men I came into, and I don't want to seem like I'm this hard stickler for this because I understand these guys have been around since the 60s. They're going to have to try new things. They, you know, they're going to have to try to reinvent them and at the same time keep them the same. I, I understand how hard of a feat can, that can be, but it's been done. But my whole thing is, what is the purpose of these guys right now? It moved from, uh, I thought, you know, at one point they were, you know, costume adventures, they're working with the government. Uh, you know, they might have been distrusted for any reason, but Professor X was working with the government and they actually seem to have some sort of place in society with that original series up until the point where the book was sort of ca- was canceled and they were just doing reprints in the title. Then it became defending this world, you know, more at least more of it, defending a world that hates and fears them. And they really went ham with that. Okay, once you go Days of Future Past, you know, they really went ham with that with the Sentinels and such. And I mean, yeah, you can, I mean, the stories will definitely pull, I mean, they're, they're definitely geared towards a certain type of reader, but without a doubt, you know, you're going to get some readership based on that. So it was just a real quintessential storytelling, you know, period. Now I have no idea what these guys are. I have no idea what these guys are about. And the, the bigger criticism I would have, they spend a lot of time fighting each other. A lot of time fighting each other, which again, if you're sitting back and you're just one of these guys saying, okay, well, what do we do about the mutant problem? What do these guys do most of the time? Well, a lot of times they're just fighting each other. Like what, the good guys are fighting the bad guys? No, they're all fighting each other half the time. Well, maybe we can find some way to get rid of them. Yeah, we got some Sentinels over here. Yeah, let's just do that. Well, I'm gonna, the thing with the X-Men is there's two things that happen with them, right? Besides the success of the X-Men, at some point, Chris Claremont was on the title for too long. Because if you look at the the Days of Future Past, it was a two-story thing, right? At the end, Glyrich says we're making Sentinels. It's not creating the Days of Future Past like everyone thought. It just meant the the Days of Future Past, the end of the world has been been stopped. It didn't mean the Sentinels weren't coming back again. And they did a story, Claremont did a story without Byrne, because Byrne was more days of future past guy he did one and the sentinels get taken out in like issue 51 or 52 one of those issues really quickly so you had you didn't have until rachel comes back which is like 184 and that's when she comes back where you were hinting that the days of future past kind of is still looming and at the same time saying oh rachel and this that and the other way she was never supposed to come back it's supposed to be canceled there was something like that but then after all this time and the way Chris Claremont, the successes he was having, and at the same time, it's like, but they said, no, you can't do any more Gene stuff, but you could do more Phoenix stuff. 
They say, oh, you can't. <laughs> so much weird stuff that people are doing. He's bringing back the stuff when he's running out of ideas. So, but at the same time, he's still, even though for me, there's a struggle from, you know, post, probably during the Paul Smith run, like he still kind of has an idea what a mutant title is, even though he's shifted the whole thing into these, these, like these guys in Vietnam, they go to Australia, they go around the world fighting off things and you don't know who they are. They have kids around the world that they don't take care of that sort of thing, but it still had some of the core. And as it's going a long way, even though the people in the nineties post Jim Lee, it kind of gave you that X-Men that you were seeing in the cartoon, not to say it was cartoonish, but it gave you the X-Men in the mansion, fighting villains, very a very decent structure that you could follow. And as it's going on past, I think Alan Davis doing it, they kind of in um they post um obviously Grant Morrison and Chris Claremont again that sort of oh, thing. Oh God, no God, God, God! Anything that they wanted to be, it become like that. they kind of lost. That. They kind of lost what it was through all this changeover. This whoever's hot, who else can we get on this book? Let's just get whoever it is. Let them do whatever they want, and you get the Vulcan thing having Cyclops's third brother, which was like a lot of the gags in the book became stories like I think one thing you had mentioned something that was a gag in the book that they would use and then like the Magneto becoming the teacher of the new mutants was a gag Chris Claremont said in a in a in like a magazine like and then somehow it happened so one of the things is is having the having Magneto become a hero and then the same way he did with Rogue he was justifying stilting the stories to explain that Magneto wasn't that bad. Rogue wasn't that bad. So as you went along, even Vulcan, oh, Xavier threw him into the fire and he lost his entire team in what, a minute? <laughs> and they all died, but the original stayed alive. And then he got the new X-Men to come. So bad on Xavier. And then you also have all the top guys come in and they trash him. You got Ben yeah. who did um, Avengers versus X- X-Men, it was Avengers versus X-Men. And the X-Men side with Phoenix. like. And you had yeah, that's saying the the, the listening the fantasy. Did you read? Hmm? Uh, yeah, did you read Avengers: The, uh, the Children's Crusade? No, no, no. Because that's what fom- I think that's what fomented Avengers versus X Men, where it just became the X Men were going to side with anyone because they were a mutant. It didn't matter if this person was right or wrong or what they have done. They were like, hey. What what happened? Don't worry, we're gonna take care of it. We're gonna police our own. So this is speech between, or not speech, but this is a dialogue between Captain America and Cyclops. And Cyclops, that's what pretty much what he's saying. He's like, look, you guys don't have the right to do anything over here. We're gonna take care of the whole stuff with the mutants. You guys wonder, you guys worry about this. We're gonna take care of our own. And that was for me was like a really big, it was a really big shift and a really big turnoff. But it comes from out of those Claremont stories. I mean. What I liked about Chris Claremont was that if Chris Claremont had an idea, he seemed to work really pretty hard to try to actualize that in terms of a story. What mm-hmm. I didn't like about Chris Claremont is if Chris Claremont had an idea, he worked really hard to try to actualize that in a story, whether it was good or not. You know, the whole I heard the stuff, we would crack up, we would joke about it. Hey, Vern, have I got a story idea for you? But then this guy goes and does it, whether or not it, oh, he was on the books for a long time. It's like, your story idea, you want Kitty Pride to be gay now. But look at all the stuff that you did over here before. Well, all this stuff was, you know, it's all up for good and it's all part of one big long story. But it totally undercuts everything that you did before. Not saying that that's what he did. Okay, but 
I mean, he, he was on the book for a long time, wrote a countless amount of stories. And I mean, I mean, to his credit, you know, I don't know if any, I don't know a lot of other guys who could have done that, still maintain the readership that he had. But, you know, you, you can see the point where the stories aren't there. I mean, th this is so hard for me to say because I was not a regular reader of the X-Men. Okay, I was somebody who came in here and there, there'd be an event and I'd have to pick something up or, you know, through osmosis, I would know what these stories were about. But even then I could see like, okay, yeah, you need to get somebody off. You need to get them off, put somebody on at this point. But at that point, you know, it, so much of what he had done had become ingrained into these characters. There was just no way, to, I mean, it was done. It's like kind of changing a costume after a while. It's like becomes the identity, it becomes the identity of the characters. Well, I think there's definitely a lot of that. And one of the things is that he, you know, he was able to say, let's take this Wolverine character who's a homicidal maniac and let's make him into a samurai. And it's just like, well, those two don't really mix. <laughs> and it's and, like, and no, he got, and he, well, they do mix. A lot of people like no, this. No, so it did work. no, no. He, you know, it wasn't that they necessarily mixed. He got away with it because it was a good story. It didn't necessarily mix. Okay, yeah. the idea of Wolverine. I mean, look at look at Wolverine as a character. When we first meet this guy, he's you know he's Weapon X. He's an agent with the Canadian government. Next thing you know, he's quitting. He's going off with Xavier. Uh, then we find out. I mean, this guy was like a blank slate for so many reasons that they just kept you know revealing more stuff, revealing more stuff. But would anybody have thought that this guy, who we met in Hulk, Incredible Hulk 180, okay, was well over a hundred years old? Had uh, fought in World War II, had fought in World War Two with the you know with the Black Widow had been in Japan working as a samurai, uh, you know had met Mirumashi like all this stuff that and it was know, in the Civil they War, just, you know all this stuff that they just threw at him. So they just did stuff with him, and it you know they did stuff with him, and people accepted it because the story was good, not necessarily because I mean there's no way you should think of Wolverine as a damn samurai. Look at this guy; he keeps coming. I'm the best well, at what I do. What's the best of what you do? Killing. You're not a samurai, <laughs> but, well, but it was a great story. Well, that's the thing. You, I mean, the hard part of um, some of those things for me is that I think not just saying this old, they say good, but some of the stuff like the Wolverine miniseries is a fun romp. Like, oh, and that's without, you, you, without a doubt, without a doubt. Know, it's definitely like one of those things that's just like, wow. That sort of stuff. So it's like the and then I mean whatever was the commonplace in the culture, you know how the you know the X the X Men became like you know like those Vietnam movies. These guys that go from town to town, they've experienced people in the past and they meet them and they save them again type of deal. And then you know I think who was it when Mark Sylvester on the book? Oh, we're killing them again. Like we're gonna kill them again. So it's like but but post that part, it just became whatever. People wanted to wake up and do. That's how you get, you know, two seconds. But no, go to the, your point of having, um, you know, the X Men side with the wrong thing. Like X Men Teen Titans is a story where the dark side wants to bring the Phoenix back, right? And the and Starfire and Raven are like this Phoenix thing is like bad, like it's really bad. And they're like, and they're with the X Men. We got to take out the X-Men. And, and Robin is like, nah, we can't just come. You guys attack this guy. We don't even know Xavier. We don't know who this guy is. This is like, these are crimes. And then next thing you know, they get captured. The X-Men get captured. And what happens? Instead of them fighting, he tricked us. Claremont tricked us instead of had the Titans fight Xavier. <laughs> Robin complained about it. 
Then they fight all the parademons, take everyone away, and when they meet their friends to stop the phoenix. And then when you get to the end, the chaos bringer, because the, the, the phoenix is an age-old chaos bringer, this terrible thing, connects with Cyclops, and Cyclops forces it to get rid of Darkseid. And that's the hero side. And this one, Cyclops and the X-Men get Phoenix power, and they just go, they just become terrible. They took the whole story, which was just another fun romp that kept Phoenix as a bad guy, where the heroes are like, no, we side with Gene. And the Phoenix like, yeah, I'm going to join you. But they can't beat nobody up. They got all power, and Spider-Man is walking back with Colossus and, um, and then we well, have the Phoenix power. And it's just like... Well, what can I say? The, the Phoenix, the old gray Phoenix, she ain't what she used to be, huh? <laughs> but that, that's, that's a, that is a Marvel staple if I've ever seen one. Because these guys come out, you have somebody like Null or uh, a Black Winter. When they come out, they're just all income-passing villain. Nobody can do anything with them. And by the, you know, but they use them to the point that by you know, the next time they come up, you can just slap them. <laughs> and that'll be the... And that'll be the end of it. So that's, you know, that's on them. They had a really good, I thought the Phoenix worked in the manner in which they brought and they could have just left it there. Of course, they're never going to leave it there. They keep bringing it back, bringing it back until the point where they'd be like, oh, now, and what is it? What is it? Odin? Odin was with the Phoenix. And what, what if, you know, all, all these, anybody can have the Phoenix power? That was supposed to be a one-shot thing. It was supposed to be a one-shot thing. And... Hey, what can I say? Even, I mean, Claremont couldn't resist his own stuff. Because he's like, well, I can't do any more Phoenix, but I can do Phoenix. Well, that's the yeah. thing that people don't call, they don't call him on it. They say that Gene was supposed to stay dead while the Phoenix and Rachel said, no, but that's, that's like the daughter from another, another reality. And she inherited from the, the Phoenix power. And it's like, but she immediately wants to kill the Beyonder. She wants to kill Celine. It's like she all she wants to do is kill people, and, and Wolverine has to almost kill her to stop her. And it's like, well, it's the same Megilla all over. Nope, Gene needs to stay dead, even though we've got a Gene. Well, no, you know what? The thing I like this is like that's why there's um since the X Men could become anything that they wanted to be, which is how Chris but Chris Claremont tried to keep the voice sometimes. He kept the accents. And that even if instead of the way it was where Cyclops would tell Wolverine, no Wolverine, don't do it. Oh no, you did this, I'm gonna have to tell Xavier. On the other side, when it started to change where Wolverine would tell Cyclops, no Cyclops, um, Kitty Pride knows what she's doing. You, she, you can let her go. When Cyclops is the person who put her on her first mission to save Wolverine. <laughs> so, um, but I think, I think it's just whatever people want it to be. So um, it's, a, it's a book that, and that's what it's, it's, it's so far from what it was. And it's so far where like people wake up and say, oh look, Scarlet Witch is dead or something like that that happened recently. So it's whatever people want it to be now. It doesn't look anything like, I mean, superhero stories, not anything like the way they used to be. It's really like getting the action up and having these weird sort of things. and. You know, sometimes bringing in like the marriage of North Star, which I recently read, and I was just like, this is totally not North Star. North Star would not have any of the X Men. He probably wouldn't even have a public wedding. 
Oh, no, <laughs> he, no, he, he curses no, everybody he out for being, how did you guys get here? Get out of my house. It's like, the only person who can stay here is, is, is Aurora. <laughs> and we're not getting, I'm not getting married. Who cares about marriage? He's old school. <laughs> so I don't need no money. I was a, <laughs> so I was a terrorist at one point. God damn it. Get out of my house. He said, like, I'm not getting married. I'm not going to conform to your society. I sneer at what you people want. No, but that was just, I mean, the, the North Star character that I thought was pretty much well-established was a guy who like, look, the rest of the world can go to hell, except my sister, you know, except my sister. That, that was pretty, that's the character who was well-established, but you know, nobody wants to see that guy get married. <laughs> so, there you go. So um, I guess what we, we are, I tried to not flip out as I normally do on the X-Men. Tried not to? I didn't Sorry. flip out, did I? I just pointed out some things. Huh. Pointed out some things. Huh. But you didn't say huh. a book that you wanted to read. Okay, I got you said it was convoluted too. Yeah, I'm not the same. All right, so um, at least we said, I said New Mutants. Cal said uh, Wolverine. There's a no from Mars once again. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't say in terms of that, those are books that, that, that happened in the other. I'm talking about the new books. You're talking about the new books. He said the Wolverine book he might look at because it looked like it had some Anybody good stories. And I said that I had something for the New Mutants because I like to have the original cast. I thought they got cut short. Didn't I say that? What did you give us? You said, you know what? The, I don't care about our, our, our resume in the mail, Marvel. Screw your. We're not interested <laughs> in X. I'm saying that the. the Destiny the, of X. You hate Mr. Mr. Sinister. I get it. It makes sense. You don't want to see a story with Mr. Sinister. Got him. See that? He won't commit. What did you say? What was it that he said again? He's like, what What book do you want to see? He said, I want to see that new book on uh, Eric Leeson. Yeah, Son of Eric <laughs> <Red>. <laughs> <laughs> You know. Oh, do you know they have an Eric the Red the in the X-Men? They, they have an Eric the Red in the X-Men, you know? Yeah. Well, the Wolverine book, <laughs> Wolverine, the, 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 the death of Wolverine, where they have is what Omega, Omega Wolverine, where he's out hunting Moira. Moira. They're doing yeah. another death of Wolverine. Oh, that's what's coming out. What they're doing right now, where they're hunting uh, Moira right now. They have this Omega Wolverine. And they're like, <sighs> the thing with me is just that they Wolverine's their point man for everything, and I think they don't develop. For me, I don't think they develop some of the other characters enough. They don't do them. They no longer do the spinoffs where these guys have their own titles. They're part of this, these huge teams, you know, so, you know. I mean, it's, 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 it's I mean, if you, if you look, if you like ensemble books, then the X-Men, without a doubt, this is for you. So this is an ensemble on steroids, but, ensemble. but, uh, you know, it's got to, it, I don't know, it's just got to make sense. And then for me, just the writer in me, I want to see what the director is, directive is. What's the point of this? What's the purpose? What's the theme? What are you guys doing? And. I don't know. A lot of the Marvel stuff has just become bickering amongst the heroes. Thanks, Bendis. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, now you have the whole fight between um, you have now the Hickman is gone. They have what? Kieran, Kieran Dillon is now the one who's. You the saw all the names. There was a ton of names. They weren't. They weren't all writers. The artists. They would look like there were some other writers that we don't know. Right. But I'm just saying. I think the main guy is going to be. Kieran. He's the one running the main titles, right? Because he's the one doing the writing this new um, X Destiny. Uh, the, the destiny of X or something serious, so it's going to be most likely him who's going to be the one leading or guiding it going forward. So, the whole, I mean, the X Men has a one of the things outside of any other title 
that we have to give credit to Marvel because we don't have a period like that for any other title that creators would come to the X-Men and leave characters, villains for them to fight. As you go along, they're like the nasty boys, you know, like you keep going during every time they would come to the title, someone would add some new characters. And that's not in comparison to any other book, any other creator, they wouldn't be no like Omega Red, all these other characters that you could pick up and decide, you know what, I want to do a story. They're not doing a story with those guys now, but the movies are looking at it and saying, hey, we don't like these new characters, but you guys got Omega Red, Maverick, (laughs) you got this, you got these You can hear it. You can hear the Hollywood voice. You're like, you know what? I think we can make some money here. And they, they, they haven't really done it, but I mean, Marvel's going to come in with a whole new thing, and I wonder if they're going to simplify it with the whole new Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. we're not going to do a new thing. We'll bring the old school, as I said. I said they were going to bring, do everything that they got. They uh, one-up me. I wasn't crack. They decided we're just going to get the, the Xavier from those Fox movies. Everyone yeah. asking them to fix that. How do you fix it using the Fox characters? We've already seen Quicksilver and then they up that. They up that exponentially by showing us who? Professor Xavier. That's done. That's a done deal. They're just going to bring those guys over. They're just like, oh no, they're here already. No, why? Because they knew it was a success. So all they're going to do is give us more of that stuff. Xavier, Magneto, and Wolverine, or maybe in order, Wolverine, Xavier, and Magneto. Oh, sorry, Wolverine, Magneto, Xavier, and then Mystique. Yeah. The <laughs> the 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 so we're not going to have that. But they're saying, oh, the blue, the freaking Rebecca Romaine said this character is the most important X Men possible. Is that she's not an X Men? She is now. They put her into the story. They made her like the the surrogate sister to Xavier. No one's going to forget that in the movies. Feige is not forgetting that his name is on those films too. That is true, but I'm well, saying. And why would he bad. want? Why would he want to forget? Why would he want to forget that either? Because what it was successful. Why did they want to start over with something new? They're going to take all the successful components. We may see a new Kitty Pride. Well, we'll, we'll probably definitely see a new <laughs> Kitty Pride. You are wrong. You cancel. Cancel. You can't leave Elliot alone. Elliot Spitzer. I mean, sorry, Elliot Page alone. Don't oh, do my it. Goodness. <laughs> Look, don't get us hey, in trouble. No, I'm just saying, look, you know, look, you know, look, come on. It's just obvious. Why did you, you know, go to Kitty just... Pride, though? Why did you go uh, to Kitty Pride? I think it's kind of obvious. Because she's one of the better known X-Men characters who was never fully realized in the films. So you go right, you go for her. Colossus, you're going to not see the same dude, whoever that was. And Colossus is one of my favorite X-Men. Okay, I've always liked him because his powers were pretty standard. I'm going to change into this armored guy and I'm going to become bloody near invincible. I'm strong, pretty simple, easy guy to get into. And he was also in the relationship with Kitty Pride. So I like those, I like those two characters, but you know, don't expect to see whoever played them. It, I, I don't even remember who played Colossus, especially after the joke they turned him into in the Deadpool movies. Don't expect to see him. Well, the, 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 the that he's still a success, that stuff is a success too. I'm thinking you more, more so right. So they get the age kind of right. So they might make him a little younger like he was in the in the, the thing, you got X2. Like the thing is like this. 
You got X2, you got people like, I don't like Days of Future Past, people like David's Days of Future Past. There's stuff to draw from that was a success. There hasn't been a, a Wolverine movie that was totally 100% besides Logan, which people love that, but it wasn't really like it's kind of a wacky sort of story, that type of thing, and they kind of overdid it with the Wolverine clones. But it's a love movie because it was dark and heavy and all that stuff. So it's like you got success. Why you got a love thing. Success. You got, you got a love thing. <laughs> we got a love thing. Tell me, there's rumors that, that there's rumors that Taron Egerton from um, Kingman may be the new Wolverine. Who? What? Taron Egerton. Not the not not Eg Eggsy, not that dude. Eggsy from the Kingsman? Yeah, that's the rumor people have been saying for a bit. I don't know if it's I don't true. No, that guy could. I don't know about that guy. He couldn't pull off the trilogy, so I'm not too sure. I am not too sure. Um, all right, so we're gonna close this off. Yeah, we're out. Hey, so hey everybody, if you like what you see, give us a comment. If you want to fight with us, comment, <laughs> give us a thumbs up, spin around. <laughs> out. Out. There's definitely gonna be a lot of opinions on the X-Men. Uh, whatever. Fight with us and lose. We're the experts. <laughs>